Praise the Lord. This is Elder Newsom uh, here on the Dominion Church of God. Another journey uh, into uh, the word. Uh, we want to start out uh, by uh, saying praise the Lord to all the people of God. And I uh, want to thank each and every one for logging in early and joining in with us today. And so we bring you greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who is the head of our life. We want to honor our pastor, Bishop Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church, and to our First Lady, Lady Paulette Murchison, and to my own lovely wife, Missionary Newson. And we want to give honor to Bishop Weatherspoon, uh, Bishop Weatherspoon of the Dominion Church of God in Racine, Wisconsin. And so we want to honor where honors do. Uh, we do want to thank the Lord for uh, this Wednesday night teaching where we are going to do the introduction of the uh, Gospel of John. And so we're going to start out. We want this lesson to uh, be a two-week uh, lesson, but it's going to end up being three weeks just due to the fact we're only going to be doing a one hour session today. And so those of you that are logging on, uh, we're going to go ahead and get started here. And uh, we're going to start out with a word of prayer. Uh, that's one of the first things that we would like to do. Uh, we're going to give a couple more minutes for those of you that are coming on. We want to uh, go before the Lord in a word of prayer. And we do thank God for each and every one of you that have joined us on today. I'm going to be your facilitator for tonight as we uh, introduce the Gospel of John to you. Uh, we have quite a bit of material to cover, so we're going to uh, start promptly in the next minute or two. And uh, we're going to go ahead and have prayer. So we're going to uh, give you all an opportunity to uh, respond Uh, let's see here. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started now. Uh, first thing we want to do, uh, we want to go ahead and uh, go before the Lord in a brief word of prayer that we may acknowledge the Lord uh, in prayer and that he may guide us uh, with his Holy Spirit and direct us uh, as we seek the Lord uh, through the word of the Lord tonight, that he may direct us. And so, we're going to go before his throne in prayer. Eternal God, our Savior, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord, we thank you, O oh Lord, for your blessing tonight. We thank you, Lord God, for, O oh God, Bishop Weatherspoon and the saints, O oh God, of Dominion Church of God and all of those that are viewing and listening to the broadcast today. We pray, Lord God, that you would, O oh God, open up our understanding, that you would direct each and every one, touch the hearts of your people tonight, Lord, and if there be any sick among us, we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you would touch and grant healing. And Father, oh God, touch right now. Oh God, send a great healing among your people, Lord. Oh God, that we might serve you, oh God, for the rest of our lives. Help us now. Encourage us now. Strengthen us now. Look on, oh God, our pastor and first lady, Bishop and Lady Murchison, oh God, as well as the saints of Pentecostal power. And oh God, Dominion Church of God. Bless the people of God. Lord, as we, oh God, seek you through the word of God. Direct us now, encourage us now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We forever give you praise. Bless our family, our unsaved loved ones, and even those, oh God, oh God, that we're, oh God, witnessing and reaching for. We pray, God, that you would reach them and touch them now. And Lord, that you would save, 
oh God, to the utmost. And Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory on and praise. And we appreciate your magnificent blessings that you bestowed upon our lives. When we forever thank you, we give you all the glory, honor, and the praise. And we claim a great deliverance. We decree and declare it in the matchless name of Jesus. We pray to the glory of God. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen. Praise God. And so we thank God for uh, each and every one of you that have joined us today. Uh, we're going to start out uh, with the Gospel of John. I want to start out with some key elements uh, as we talk about the Gospel of John. There's a couple key elements that we'd like to uh, talk about. And uh, one of the things that we would like to talk about about John was uh, the letter of John or the book of John uh, was written probably about between 85 and 90 AD, which is after death uh, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, somewhere around that time, uh, it was uh, after the destruction of Jerusalem around 70 AD that uh, this particular gospel was written. And we want to share with the people of God that uh, it's very important uh, that we look uh, at these particular sequence of events to see when they happen and some of the key people uh, that uh, are in the Gospel of John. And I want to bring out uh, a couple vital points before we get into the facilitator notes. Um, uh, the key places uh, was around the Judean countryside, Samaria, Galilee, Galilee. Bethany and Jerusalem. Those are some of the key places. Jesus, John, uh, the Baptist, uh, Mary, Martha, uh, Lazarus, and there are some others, mother uh, uh, of Jesus and Pilate and Mary Magdalene. Those are some of the key uh, people in this particular book. But I want to say that uh, John was the apostle, uh, the son of Zebedee, uh, known as one of the sons of thunder. Uh, the brother of James called the son of thunder. So that was one of the other things. One of the vital key things that I want to bring was a special feature I wanted to bring out was there were eight miracles done through uh, this particular um, gospel uh, right around the 14th chapter to about the 17th chapter. Uh, there were some other things that were recorded here uh, uh, that wasn't, uh, like the other synoptic writings, uh, John gave a different account. He gave the divinity of Christ. Uh, he didn't deal with any geonalogies or uh, ascensions, great commissions, transfigurations, uh, birth uh, or childhood. But he dealt with the divinity of God. And so those are um, some of the key things that I want to bring out to uh, the people of God tonight. And so the next thing we want to do is we're going to go into the facilitator notes. I'm going to read through uh, the facilitator notes and uh, bring out some points here. Uh, the lesson, uh, this lesson here is designed to um, help uh, all of our class participants and those that are viewing to develop a rudimentary uh, knowledge. Uh, of the background and purpose of the Gospel of John is an important. Uh, it is important uh, as it set the foundation for all of uh, our studies to come. Uh, we must realize that the volumes of the Gospel have been written over centuries ago. Uh, or there's no way comprehensively that we're able to provide all the introductory material. So this is just a snapshot if you will, of what we were able to gather to introduce the Gospel of John to you. And so there can be more in-depth material that's provided for you. Uh, we want to say that um, uh, it was written so that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The reason why the Gospel of John was written, that we may know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that believing you may have life through his name. And you will find that in uh, St. John chapter 20, verse number 31. And so that's where you'll find that. The study of the Gospel of John uh, has a twofold purpose. The first purpose we're going to talk about uh, for the class uh, participants is to gain a better uh, knowledge and understanding of the Gospel. 
and so that we may know Christ more intimately and develop a de deeper, a deeper relationship with Him. I'm a little nervous today, but um, that we may have a deeper relationship with Him. Second, uh, we hope that this knowledge of understanding uh, that you would share with those that are around you, family members, uh, friends, people at work, uh, and etc. Having knowledge on a particular topic does not mean uh, an internal change has been made. Uh, that brings about action. So what that's simply saying is just because we know the word don't mean that we are doers of the word. You know, you got some people, they know the word from front to back, but they don't apply any of it. And so it's more uh, expedient that we make the word of God applicable to our lives as we study and journey through the word of the Lord. Okay. And so uh, I want to say to you that uh, the final step is to move toward an understanding of wisdom. And that's, that's, uh, that's in a nutshell that we may uh, make the word of God applicable to us. Uh, I want to go to another point here. Godly wisdom is to uh, move from the heart, uh, to the hands. So once we get it in our head hmm, and then get it, in, get it to our hearts and then it got to go to our hands. Hmm? And we'll see that in Matthew seven and 24. Uh, and so that's what we want to do. We want to provide this material uh, that may uh, allow you to ask questions uh, that will bring an understanding to your heart and then motivate us all to go and live the word in the world and demonstrate godly wisdom um, by how we uh, treat others. When, when it's been handed to us, we will definitely be uh, good stewards over what's been handed down to us by the Lord and the apostles. Okay. Uh, I want to go uh, to another point in the lesson tonight uh, with our introductory material. And I'm going to read over some of this introductory material to speed up time. I'm going to skip through it uh, and hit the most vital points. Um, the author of the gospel is widely agreed to be the apostle of John and is demonstrated by title to assign uh, the gospel according to John. Uh, from the gospel itself, we find evidence that indicates that the author was an apostle. You'll find that in John 1 and 14. Um also uh, 19 and 35, and also 2 and 11. One of these 12 disciples called uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved, and that is in reference to John, the Apostle John. All right? We already talked about him being the son of Zebedee. John was a prominent Jew in the early church, uh, but he never mentioned himself by name in the gospel. We must identify this. He never mentioned himself by name uh, in the gospel of, uh, of his gospel. Okay. Uh, therefore, we find in this gospel uh, memories close to uh, intimate friends of Jesus. Uh, Jesus completely transformed John's life. And John shares that uh in the pages of the text. This makes the gospel unique in regards to Matthew, Mark, and Luke, as I talked about synoptic writings. Um, but we will discuss the differences in more detail as we go through this uh, particular uh, introductory course here. Um, we talked, we're going to talk about messianic uh, expectations, hostility between the Jews and the Samaritans, and Jewish customs. We're going to talk about all of those things as we go through this introduction. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, for instance, the duty of circumcision on the eighth day, circumcision on the eighth day, which takes precedence over uh, not working on the Sabbath and uh, the geographic the geography of the Holy Land, which we probably won't, won't have time to cover, but we'll touch on it. Um, the gospel consistently or constantly refers to the things that reflect the memories of an eyewitness. Example is recollection 
of the house of Bethany being filled with the fragrance of the broken perfume jar. All right. So we're going to go back to uh, some more reference information so we can get right into the lesson tonight. Uh, we know the gospel somewhere around, as I said, 85 to 90 AD, uh, somewhere in there. We don't have an exact precise time. Some suggested an earlier date, but we're not going to, we're not going to dispute. Um, we know it can be somewhere within that, I'd say 85 to 98, uh, 90 AD. Uh, let's go to, uh, the testimony. The testimony of the early church also uh, favors a date uh, after 70 AD, as Clement of Alexandria states, last of all, John perceiving that the external fact had been made plain in the canonical uh, gospels, composed of uh, a spiritual gospel. Uh, it says, assuming later, it is important to tell us several things Uh if it is a later date, as most believe, the other Gospels had been in circulation for some time. So what they're really saying here is they're saying that uh, the Gospel of John uh, more than likely probably came later at a later time uh, during uh, the after death uh, of the other Gospels when they had arrived. And so what they're saying, John probably wrote his gospel later because it, uh, he deals with more of the divinity and not some of these other um, special features that I talked about earlier. And so we're going to get down into the theme. Um, uh, let's, let's read this other point. Uh, John does not mention anguish of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, why would he need if other writers already had described? This is what... Um, the facilitator notes kind of provide here, you know, he didn't go over and recite things that were already documented and proclaimed. He dealt with the divinity of Christ. John does uh, give us details of Jesus conversation with the disciples uh, in the upper room. The other writers mention it only briefly. So Jesus gives them, I mean, John gives a more descript uh, emphasis on the details of conversation that was had with the disciples and Jesus and his account. All right. And so let's look at the theme here. I'm glad we're making some, uh, we're making some headway here. We're going to go to the theme. John focused, uh, his gospel on Jesus being the prophesied or the promised Messiah, the son of God. People may have eternal life by believing in the Messiah and the son of God. This is what John uh, pretty much focuses on. He emphasizes this uh, by saying uh, these are written so that you may believe Jesus is Christ, the son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. His central theme, John's central theme here is uh, what you see posted uh on signs waving from stands during football games for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. St. John three and 16. All right. We're, we're not going to uh, talk about the purpose, occasion, background. We pretty much covered most of that. Um, I want to get to the purpose statement here. I want to talk about the purpose statement, and then we're going to go right into Scripture here, talking about Jesus is God. That's where we're going tonight. Um, as we uh, talk about this particular introduction of John, all right, let's take a look here. So I want to go back here. This is here in the purpose statement of uh, St. John 20 and 30 through 31. It, it makes it appear John wrote with an evangelistic intent. Now, that's that's open for interpretation. Uh, some writers think he wrote with an evangelistic intent. But as I said earlier, looking at the focus and when I read the, uh, the Gospel of John, he pretty much deals with the the. Uh, invisible God being made visible. 
uh, to mankind. And he pretty much deals with God being manifested in the flesh. Hmm? And we're going to talk about it in a little bit here. But uh, I want to say this, that uh, however, in his depth of teaching, uh, shows he wanted the readers not only to come to initial saving faith in Jesus, but also to grow into a rich, well-informed faith. John's central uh, contention is that Jesus is long is the long-awaited Messiah and the Son of God. We all know he was a long-awaited Messiah, and uh, some people say he came through... Uh, 42 generations, and then you pick up the other 30, it's 72 generations. But if we if we look at this, he was the long-awaited Messiah and the Son of God, that by believing in him, people may have eternal life. To this end, he marshals evidence uh, of several selected messianic signs performed by Jesus and a series of witnesses to works, the Spirit, and John himself. It is also like John sought uh, to present Jesus as the new temple. This is the part I, I pretty much want to uh, share. You know, John presents uh, Jesus in a different light than the uh, than the other disciples kind of describes him. Uh, John pretty much goes on the divine uh, presentation of Jesus not only being uh, the Christ and the Son of God, but him being God himself, the God of creation. John talks about this in uh, John 1, and we're going to cover some of it. Um, the new temple, uh, center for worship for God's people, because we know Israel believed that there was only one God, and so uh, this was uh, contentious and kind of conflicting uh, with the Jews in their time, the Sadducees and the uh, scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they took on issues with certain parts of Jesus' message. Uh, the concept would be especially forceful if the date of composition, as seemed likely, was subsequent to A.D. 70. So before A.D. 70, it was a bigger problem because they didn't believe. Now, the disciples did, but many of the Scribes and the Pharisees didn't believe, and this is why they end up crucifying him, because they were saying that he claimed to be the son of God was blasphemous. Because according to Deuteronomy 6 and 4, he said, Hear, your, hear you, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And so everybody knows, uh, based on the Jewish uh, Torah and the Jewish law, that there was one God. And so when Jesus said, I am uh, come in my father's name, you know, they took that on as blasphemous, okay? And so uh, the time of the destruction of the temple, uh, of the temple in Jerusalem, this would have been a problem up until that present time. So now we're going to move on. I want to uh, have you go to uh, two scriptures for me. Uh, we're going to go to uh, John 1 and 1 through 2. So that's what we're going we're gonna to present on the screen on my... Uh, On my system here, we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and move to our next screen. So I want you to see here. I want you to see here in John, St. John, chapter one, uh, verse number one and two. It says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning. Okay, my screen changed here. Okay. It says the same was in the beginning with God. And verse number three, it says, all things were made by him and without him 
was not anything made that was made. Now, I want to um, I want to conclude on a point here uh, for us to see that Jesus is God. Now, it clearly describes here that in verse number three, all things were made by him. And so if we go to Genesis. We'll see God in creation. We'll see in the Gospels, you know, Son and redemption. In the book of Acts, which is the church, which is still in the dispensation we're in now, we'll see Holy Ghost and regeneration reconciling man back to God. And so we, we have to uh, be able to see these things uh, through the lens of the scripture. And if we do not see it through the lens of the scripture, then this is why you have some that don't believe because they didn't recognize according to the word of God. And we're going to go to it. Uh, I'm going to put something on my other screen so you can see it. I want to go uh, to another scripture and I'm, I'm kind of splitting screens here. Some of it you're going to have to see on YouTube and Facebook because I'm splitting screens here to keep from uh, taking too much time. And so we're going to go, uh, we can go to, uh, Philippians 2 and 6. Let's go to Philippians 2 and 6. I want you to see something here. And I'm putting this on the screen. I'm on uh, YouTube and Facebook displaying the scripture on the screen before I go to my next screen reader because I'm holding my place here. But you can go with me here to uh, Philippians 2 and 6. And it says here in Philippians 2 and 6, who being in the form of God. Hmm? Now, Jesus, uh, I, I don't want to uh, take too much time. Jesus was in the form of God. And he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And the Bible says here in verse number seven, but he made of himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. This is where the sonship, oh, glory be to God, huh? This is where the sonship and redemption played his role. Hmm? And this is why people can see the one God hmm? in three different manifestations where others with Trinitarian background want to say it's three gods, but we know there's only one God as the Israelites, as the Jews believe, as we believe monotheism, there's one God. Huh? And he took on himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. This is why Hebrew says here, for we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of infirmities, but at all points tempted like we are yet without sin. This is why we, oh, the God man could not sin. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. He was tempted just like Adam was. The first Adam messed it up. Oh, glory be to God. But the second Adam came to redeem us from the curse of the law, according to Romans. He said, therefore, now there is no condemnation. Glory be to God. To them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And this is why we have to realize the word was made flesh and it dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. We had to, oh, glory be to God. We had to realize that God had to, oh, glory be to God, come, amen, and redeem us. He had to robe himself in human flesh to come and give us our deliverance. Because through the law, we could not be made perfect. We could not be made perfect. The commas there too could not be made perfect through the daily sacrificial, the sacrificial system, the mosaic system, the sacrificial system could not get the job done. And so Jesus had to come to remit sin. Hmm? And the Bible says, uh, let's go to Matthew uh, 1 and 21. Let's go to Matthew 1 and 21. I want to get that before we go to our next scripture. Um uh, 
Matthew 1 and 21. And she shall bring forth a son. Hmm? And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from, not in. This is why Jesus came in the first place to remit sin. And this was another reason why, oh, glory be to God, Jesus is God because only God can remit sin. And this is why the Jews and this is why the Sadducees, the scribes and the Pharisees took issue and took task with Jesus because he is the son of God. Jesus is God. Hmm? And they didn't want to accept that. And now we're going to go to uh, the same book, John 1 and 18. I'm going to go back to my other screen here and I want you to go with me. We're going to go to John 1 and 18. Look on the screen with us here. John 1 and 18. It reads here, No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he had declared him. And this is why it was clearly revealed at John's uh, uh, baptismal uh, service, Jesus came and interrupted the baptismal service and asked John to baptize him. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? And John kind of was reluctant because he said, I need you to baptize me. I'm just paraphrasing. I need you to put me in the water. Hmm? I'm unfit to baptize you, Lord. Hmm? Jesus was already clean. But he said, suffer it to be so, to fulfill righteousness. And so it's very important that we see Jesus were, was baptized. Oh, glory be to God. But not only baptized, there was clear, open revelation in, oh, glory, in his baptism. The heavens open. Oh, glory be to God. I know. <laughs> the heavens open up and the Holy Ghost the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. And then a voice, oh, glory be to God. Then a voice speaks from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hmm? And so this is why Jesus is God. Hmm? Because only God can remit sin. Now we're going to our next scripture. We're going to go to... Uh, St. Saint, uh, John 5. We can go to St. John 5 and uh, 5 and 17. We can go to St. John 5 and 17. I want you to see something here. Jesus is God. I want you to see this. It says, but Jesus answered them. And he says here, my father work it here, there too. And I work. Now, take a look at this. He says, my father work it here, there too, and I work. Therefore, the Jews sought more to kill him because he had not only broken the Sabbath. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Hmm? But said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. This is what I was saying earlier. They took issue with this. And look at this. Then Jesus, then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself. But what he seeth the father do. And for what? So everything he do it, these also do it the son likewise. For the father loveth the son, and show him all things that himself do it. And he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. For as the father raised up the dead and quickened them, even so the son quickened whom he will. I, I'm going to stop right there because uh, it gets into another point here. Uh, of, of the perspective of Jesus is God. But I need to go to another scripture and John here. We're going to skip over real quick. 
to John 8 and about 54. Let's go to St. John 8 and 54. I want you to see something here. Jesus is God. Jesus existed before the creation of the world. But I want to go back to Jesus is God. A lot of people take issue uh, with that even today. Hmm? But we know and we have the revelation hmm, that Jesus is God because God is manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, believed on in the world and received up in the glory. We know these things. But let's take a look here at St. John 8 and 54. Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honoring is nothing. It is my father that honored me and of whom ye say that he is your God. Lord have mercy. Ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I know him not, I should be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Verse number 57. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not 50 years old. I'm paraphrasing now. They said, what? You ain't even 50, son. You're not even 50. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, before Abraham was, he says, I am. Now, let, let's take a look at that. He said, before Abraham was, he said, I am. And it's very important for us to look at this particular point that Jesus is God, because before Abraham was, he said, I am. Then took they up stones to cast them at him. But Jesus hid himself and went into the temple going through the midst of them, and so passed by. It wasn't his time. Hmm? It wasn't his time. They sought uh, issue with it, but it wasn't his time. But Jesus is God. And I, I want to show you something here as we go to our next scripture. Uh, we're going to go to St. John chapter 10 uh, in a moment uh, and 30. But I want you to show you something. One of the most powerful statements that was uttered by Jesus was that he existed before Abraham was. This was one of the most powerful, controversial statements that he made that upset his own people. Because hmm? he proclaimed to be divine. Hmm? And we know John talks about the divinity of Jesus. Hmm? And this discloses his divinity, but they weren't ready to receive it. Hmm? This scripture right here, when he said, before Abraham was, I am, this discloses his divinity. Huh? And he existed before Abraham did. Huh? Oh, glory be to God. And you know what? It couldn't be ignored. Hmm? Because he claimed to be equally with God. And we saw that in Philippians. I just read Philippians 2 and 6. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Keep that scripture in the back of your heart while we go through this. Hmm? He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Hmm? Let's, uh, let's go to our next scripture. St. John 10 and 30. Please go with us. I want to have it set up differently next time where I can display uh, the scripture on your screen as well. But we, right now, we're going to go to St. John 10 and 30. Um, let's, let's go to uh, 10 and 27. We're going to back up a little bit. Jesus goes through a discourse here. And we're going to go halfway through it. He says, my sheep hear my voice 
and I know them. Here we go again. You have to know the Lord. Hmm? And God will make himself known unto you. But doubt, doubters, and those that resist, the Bible said he resists uh, the wise and the prudent. Hmm? He resists the proud, but he give grace unto the humble. And so it's very important for us to have a humble approach when we approach a holy, oh, glory be to God, holy God. Hmm? He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. Hmm? Jesus didn't only, uh, you know, re remit, he didn't only remit, come to remit sin and take care of the sin problem. But he also granted us eternal life. Hmm? Oh, glory be to God. That means sins that you have done in the past, present. Oh, glory be to God. And future, if you repent, he will cover them. If we have a heart of repentance. Now, I want to explain. Your heart got to be right. Now, he says, I give eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father gave them me. He goes back and he proclaims his relationship. Hmm? God in creation. Hmm? Where all where everything came from the beginning. Jesus was with God. Hmm? Uh, Jesus, uh, the word was God. And the word oh, was made flesh. All right. So the invisible was made tangible. The intangible was made concrete. Look at this now. The abstract was made concrete. But he says, my father gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. And after he shares that. He says, I and my father are one. I and my father are one. Jesus is God. We're going to go to uh, 20 and 28. We're going to our next scripture. And we're, we're about, oh, we're on, we're on task today to get, get done with this first part here. Uh, let's go to uh, 10 and 28. He says in 10 and 28 of St. John, chapter 10, verse uh, 20 and 28, I'm sorry. St. John 20 and 28. Go with me there. St. John 20. Verse number 28. He says here, And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord, my God, after he reached here and puts his finger and his hands in his side, and, oh, Lord, huh? He tells him here, when he walks through the door, he said, Reach here to thy finger. And behold my hand, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. He said he wasn't going to believe until he, you know, some of us from the show me state, I'm not going to believe nothing until I see it myself. So I'm not going to see nothing until I see it myself. All right, I'm reading the screen here. Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. I'm hoping you all can see the transcript. Otherwise, I can put it on the screen as well. Let's see if I can put that on the screen. I can put that transcript on the screen so you can see where we are. 
Let me put it on for you. All right, let me put that on the screen there so you can see the transcript if some are having problems seeing that. And uh, I just want to uh, say to all of you, I apologize if I didn't put that up for you. Hold on one second. Okay, so you should be able to see it on the, on the screen now on uh, YouTube and Facebook. You should be able to see it on the screen. I don't have it on the Zoom screen to share it yet. Um, yeah, the host is controlling that, so I don't have the ability to do that. So I want, I want to show you something here and, uh, with Thomas. Thomas... He only believed because he saw. But Jesus said, blessed are they that, be that believe and have not seen. And so it's, it's very important that we have faith, uh, saints, to trust and believe God's holy word. And know that according to the word of God, Jesus existed before uh, the world began. I want to go back to uh, St. John 17 and 5. I'm going to go there. Um, see if I can put that on the screen for you as well. I got a lot going on here. It takes a little more time when I have to navigate, but we'll, we'll put that on the screen for you. 17 and 5. Go with me to St. John. 17 and 5. All right. So we're going to pull that scripture for you. In St. John 17 and 5, he says, And now, O Father, he said, glorify thou me with thine own self and with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Now, if you go back to John 1, say in the beginning was a word. Hmm? If we go back to John 1, and I just want to flip back here uh, to give you Reference in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And now we're in St. John 17 and five. And this is why we deal with the divinity. He says, and now, O father, glorify thou me with thine own self and with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. One God. Hmm? Can we see it? Before Jesus came to the earth, it was one God. Manifested himself to us hmm? through his son, yet fully God hmm? and fully man as the son of God while he was here on this earth. Hmm? And I won't let you see this. His mission was to save and to restore the original order for mankind. Notice Adam messed it up. I'd like to go to Romans, but I, I, I may not have time. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can go to Romans chapter 12. Let's see if I can go to, let me see if I can go to Romans chapter 12. I want you to see something here. I think I'm not going to have time because 
Let me see here. I'm going to go to Romans chapter 12 real quick anyway, though. Uh, let me let me go to it. I want to go to Romans chapter 12. I want you to see something. All right, let's see here. We're not going to have time. Uh, yeah, we, we're not going to have time. I want to go to Romans 5. That's where I want to go. Not 12. Romans 5, where Adam and Christ was contrasted here. Uh, he says, Romans 5 and 12. That's where I want to go. Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. This is why Jesus is God because he came to redeem mankind from the curse of the law. I want you to see this here in Romans chapter 5, verse number 12. Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death was passed upon all men, for all, for that all have sinned, for until the law sinned, Huh? Was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned. Look, look at it, look at look at the damage that Adam and Eve disobedience brought through them uh through the enemy or through through Satan. Uh causing Adam to disobey and deceive the woman as well in the transgression. Look at this. He says, uh, the similitude of Adam transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. You see, Adam was, oh, glory be to God. Oh, Lord. Adam was the first. Hmm? He was the first one. And once he messed up, we needed a savior and God sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life, have everlasting life. It's important that we see that Jesus is God. He existed before the creation of the world, before the creation, before the existence of time. Look at this. But not as of the offense also is the free gift. I'm in verse number 15. Romans 5 and 15. He says, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ. Somebody ought to be thanking God for Jesus today. All glory be to God. I don't care who you are and where you are, my friend, whether you save or not save, you should be thanking God for Jesus that God sent us a savior. Glory. Because we don't have to stay in the shape we in because God, oh, glory be to God. Mm, we have a potter that's able to put us back together. Mm? But we got to want this. You got to want, you got to want salvation. You got to want to know, oh, glory be to God, about this Savior. Look at this now. He says here, and it was not, and not as it was by one sin, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses under justification. For if by one man's 
uh, offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in the life by one, Jesus Christ. He is the one. Oh, glory be to God. If we are to be, oh, glory be to God, to be redeemed, we going to need the blood of Christ. Oh, glory be to God. And this is why you need the blood applied to your life. This is why you need to be baptized in water in Jesus' name. Because Jesus is God. Hmm? And no man can get to God or get to the Father but by Jesus. Hmm? He told him plainly in the word of God. He said, no man can come unto the Father but by me. I want to let you know, my friend, if you're trying to oh, make your appeal to God, you need to get down on your knees and call on Jesus. Hmm? Because that's his name. That's the saving name. Oh, glory be to God for this dispensation for the church, according to Acts 4 and 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I got to get out of here. We're approaching that hour uh, mark. But Jesus has supernatural knowledge. We're going to touch on a couple of those scriptures. Let's go to uh, St. John 1 and 48. We're going to go there. Uh, 1 and 48. I'm just going to touch a few of these so you know that some people say, well, how could he be God? Hmm? And we just gave you scripture, but we're going to go to St. John 1 and 48. Nathaniel said unto him, whence knowest thou me? Now, if you read up farther in that chapter, uh, Jesus knew some things about Nathaniel that he didn't know about himself. Huh? Or before he thought he knew. Well, let's get it. We're going to go ahead and get it now. Nathaniel said unto him, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth, Philip? said unto him, come and see. Philip invited him, gave him an invitation. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said unto him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile. And Nathanael said unto him, whence knowest thou me? And Jesus said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. He was letting him know right then and there. I heard what you said. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. He's an old omnipotent God. He's omnipresent. He's all-knowing. He's a sovereign God. Hmm? And he has all power. Let's go to uh, St. John 2 and 4. I'm going to give you another script. Uh, Jesus said unto the woman, uh, What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. I think this is the right script. Yes, St. John 2 and 4. This is what he tells her. My hour is not come. Hmm? This is the mother of Jesus came to Jesus when the first miracle was wrought and said, these people having a wedding and there is no wine for the wedding. Oh, glory be to God. Huh? I'm letting you know he turned water into wine. Supernatural power. Hmm? I just want to let you know. Uh, let's go to uh, same book, verse number, same book, verse number 19. I'm going to show you one more, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, I wanted to get down to Jesus is the Messiah and the Son of God. We're not going to make it. But let's go to, uh, we're just going to get a few of these scriptures. Let's go uh, 2 and 19. Jesus answered and said unto them, destroy not this temple, Uh and in three days, I will raise it up. Now, they didn't understand the message Jesus was giving them. He was really speaking of his death, burial, and resurrection when he said this. Hmm? And so he said, no man take my life. Hmm? He said, I lay it down. So it's very important for us to see that Jesus is God. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is God. He has supernatural power to do whatever he desired to do. 
but he always did the things that pleased the father. And even, even we that call ourselves believers and saints and uh, of the most high God, we have to find ourselves walking in obedience and submission to the holy word of God and also to those whom God has placed over us. Hmm? Jesus was subject. And we too, with our saved selves, must be subject. Praise God. Uh, let's go here to uh, Jesus uh, is the Messiah. Let's go to 1 and 36. We're going to skip around real quick. Let's go to 1 and 36, John 1 and 36. Let's take a look. All right. And again, the next day uh, after John stood, two of his disciples looking upon Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Look at this. They recognize. And two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said, What seek ye? And they said, Rabbi, which is interpreted, Master, where thou dwellest. And he said, Come and see. And they followed him. I, I just want to, um, I wish I had uh, had a little more time, but we, we are out of time. So I want to thank you all for joining us on uh, the journey through the word of the Lord tonight. And we want to uh, thank God for each and every one of you that have joined us tonight. We will pick this back up on next Wednesday, uh, if the Lord's will, at 7 uh, o'clock p.m. We're going to pick this back up and we're going to start uh, at uh, number uh, four. Jesus is the Messiah and the Son of God. So I'm going to put that on the screen for you. We're going to start here at number four, right there. We're going to start at number four. Jesus is the Messiah and the Son of God. So we're going to try to cover four of these, um, four or five of these, so we can be done in, in the, the three-week timeline. All right? And so we will pick it back up on the 25th uh, of May, May 25th. Today is the um, 7th, 18th, and seven days from that will be the 25th which will be the following Wednesday. We're going to pick this back up. We ask that you would join us back here uh, as we go through in-depth um, study of the introduction of the Gospel of John. And so we hope that we've said something uh, to encourage the people of God, enlighten the people of God, and bless uh, your hearts on today that we would uh, be followers of Christ as dear children. And so we want to thank God for Bishop Weatherspoon inviting us, giving, granting us the opportunity to share uh, journeying through the word of the Lord uh, uh, for the Dominion Church today. So we thank God for you, Bishop Weatherspoon, and we want to say God bless you, sir, and thank you for allowing us to share the word of God uh, and this another journey into the word of the Gospel of John. So God bless you. May God keep you until next time. We love you with the love of the Lord. I'm Elder Newsom. Uh We also uh, host on the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast, and so uh, we look to be back with you all on next week at 7 p.m. May God bless you and God keep you. Uh, please keep your transcript handy or, or see myself or Bishop Weatherspoon if you need an electronic copy. Uh, you would have to get my email from Bishop Weatherspoon and I'll correspond by emailing it to you. Okay? And may God bless you. God keep you in Jesus' name.